All right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me, as always, Connor Sparrow. But we have a third member today, Connor, Ben Hammond. He's on the B&T Talk Sports podcast. He's with Tyler Gregory on there. You can check him out anywhere, podcast, Spotify, wherever. Ben, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. NBA Finals time, so, um, you know, no shortage of sports right now. So, doing great. I love it. I love it. So, quickly preview the episode, and then we'll get right into it. We're going to talk about the finals first, a little rundown real quick. Finals first, you can probably see on the graphic over here, whatever, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, whatever. Finals, we'll talk about the finals. We're going to finally do our all-NBA Mentally Week team. We've been previewing this for a while, Connor. We saved it for the summer. It's officially June. I know we're getting rid of a summer pod early, but we're going to do it now, NBA all-week team. And then we're going to close with a fat guy moves draft. It's going to be a snake draft. Everybody gets three picks, three rounds, three picks. Easy enough. It'll be fun. We're going to have a graphic of, of it and everything. So, uh, all right, let's get things started. The Heat. The Heat are up. Or the Heat are tied 1-1. It feels like the Heat are up because they stole that game. one or 111-108. Somehow the Heat win. They just don't miss shots. Connor, I've been saying this time and time again throughout these playoffs when they were playing the Bucks, even in the play-in. They were playing the Hawks. They were playing the Bulls. They were playing the Bucks. They were playing the Knicks. They were playing the Celtics. Every single series, we've said the other team is going to win. I don't understand how the Heat are going to win. They don't have enough offensive firepower to beat these other teams. Somehow, we're sitting in the finals, one-one. They steal a game in Denver, game three in Miami tomorrow night. I think the biggest difference in this game was if Miami was hitting shots, and we've seen that throughout the playoffs. We've seen that throughout the playoffs. You know, the first couple of rounds, they're hitting shots against the Bucks, the Knicks. I think we just have to accept that this is, how, this, is the, this is that team. I think we have to accept this is the normal. Mm-hmm. They went 17 for 35, I think it was, so 49% from three in game two. And you might want to say it's an anomaly, but the fact is it's not. They've been doing this throughout the playoffs, and they'll have three or four games per series where they shoot 50% from three with 40 attempts. Ben? Yeah, I think what I find so interesting about the Heat is mostly with a lot of these teams in the NBA, NBA playoffs, you know where your production's coming from. Uh, when it's the Heat, I feel like you don't. Um, and usually that's sort of a sign that you can't trust them, that they're not going to be able to go far in the playoffs. Uh, but the Heat just keep finding different people at different times, just enough to get it done. Um, I'm definitely really impressed with them and their depth, especially having no Tyler Hero, no Victor Oladipo right now, and finding guys deep on the bench who are able to give them some production. It makes no sense. I, I, I still, it, it's one yeah. one in the finals. I've seen it. They keep winning these series. It still made no sense watching that game Sunday night the whole time. Connor, what happened at the beginning of the fourth quarter? The first text we sent to each other: Nuggets money line right now minus one twenty. Yep. Hammered it, hammered it. <laughs> and we got this, the thing is we got destroyed. But you know the Heat went on a couple runs. But never in my mind did I think, oh man, like Denver's out of this. Like I knew Denver was going to make a run. But then, you know, the, the seconds kept trickling off the screen, and all of a sudden they were up 10 with two and a half minutes left, and I was like, they're really going to steal this. I want to shout out Duncan Robinson. I thought his play off the dribble was insane. He couldn't get a minute during the regular season rotation. And here he is in game two of the NBA Finals taking guys off the dribble, and he did it against Boston. So just like Ben was saying, you know, the Heat's next man up mentality, finding guys on the bench. We can joke about Heat culture if we want to again. But no, we can't. We're not it allowed It really is. No. It's next man up. Yeah. It's next man up. It's shocking. Yeah, we, no, we're not allowed to talk about or make fun of Heat culture anymore. It, I mean, they're in the finals as an eight seed, barely made it through the play-in. I, 
like let's talk about the actual games real quick. It's game two, game one, kind of a throwaway. Obviously, a feel out game by the Heat, coming mm-hmm. off a ba- or group gr- brutal, not gruesome, brutal series against the Celtics. Game two, Heat have that zone. They force Jokic to have to try and score the ball because one, you mentioned it before while we were talking, Connor, is that Jokic tried to make those passes. He was making those open passes. Guys like right. Michael Porter Jr. just couldn't hit a shot. Well, that's the thing. Michael Porter Jr. was one for six from three. KCP was one for three from three. And they were missing defensive assignments. Like, the role guys for Denver didn't step up to the plate. And that was something we previewed on the series was that, yes, Jokic and yes, Murray, they're going to be dynamite. We know that. But the role guys have to continue to be solid for them. And I thought the bench for Denver played better than the starting wings did. I thought Christian Brown and Bruce Brown and Jeff Green even played better than MPJ and uh, KCP. As far as the way they defended Jokic, like I said, they yeah, they wanted him to score, but he was still making the right reads. He was still making the right passes, and shots just weren't falling down. And I think I saw a stat that was like the last three playoff games where he's scored over 40, they've lost, or something ridiculous like that. So what do you do, though? You can't fault a guy for scoring 40, but the offense almost runs better when he doesn't take 30 shots. So maybe the zone played into the Heat's advantage there. I don't think it... I think it disrupted them a little bit. It made them think, and I think that was the, the main difference. It made Denver think a little bit, and guys other than Jokic had to think. Ben, do you have any thoughts on the zone? Yeah, I agree. I think a big thing is with Michael Porter Jr., he's throughout this playoffs been a prolific scorer, um, but it really became obvious to me, something I feel like we all knew, uh, but it was sort of a reminder, is, man, when this guy is not scoring, he's really not giving you anything. Uh, I remember seeing yeah. a tweet where uh, there's a picture of him pulling up from three. And as he's pulling up for three, there's like multiple guys g- stepping out, contesting the shot and multiple nuggets players standing in the lane, calling for the ball. And they just know they're not going to get it. I saw a stat um, where Michael Porter jr. It, he's almost, I think it's averaging around uh, one assist per game. Dude's just going to get the ball and he's just going to shoot. He's a three and D player, but mostly three. Not as much a D, right. mostly yeah. three. Yeah. There was a lot of defensive lapses by Michael Porter that were noticeable. When he's missing shots, he's not engaged defensively. And the Heat guys, they creep back door. And when Bam's got the ball at the top of the key and they're running that handoff, we can talk about that later, he loses sight of the guy in the corner. All of a sudden, he's short corner and Bam's got an easy dump off for a layup. So those defensive lapses can't happen. And I thought Malone should have stayed with Bruce Brown a little bit longer than he did. I know Michael Porter's an established starter, but... When, in the finals, you got to throw all that out the window. 100%. Yeah. The other thing about Michael Porter Jr. is he kind of plays like that top recruit freshman coming into college where just like every Duke team, what what was every Duke team's issue with defense? The Zion year, the even the Bencaro year, they, they were able to you know rely on Mark Williams, whatever. Side point. Well, another, another issue would be like them paying the guys to come there. But. Yeah, well, it's legal now. We're chilling. <laughs> We're chilling. <laughs> they don't even have to take fake classes. It's crazy. Exactly. There you go. It's awesome. Uh, no, but like he plays like an incoming freshman, like a top recruit guy, because you know mentally it's not quite there yet. They haven't been through those battles as like cliche and corny as that sounds. They haven't been through those battles. They get you know they don't pay attention on backdoor cuts. Guys get every incoming college freshman. You'll watch it next year, next fall. Every single time, the big freshman misses the backdoor cut. They never stay alert. They always ball watch on defense unless they're mm-hmm. special. And it's kind of how Michael Porter Jr. is, and I think that's how he's just always going to be. Yeah. I, I don't I really so. see anything. Yeah, I, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. All right. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. So, go. Go. I was just going to say for Michael Porter Jr., 
I think you're right, Carter. I think the incoming freshman comparison is pretty nice. It's almost like, not that he's trying to prove himself, but that when he gets the ball, he's got the utmost confidence in the world. And you love that about a player, but it can also kill you in big moments because when he's not hitting, he's not going to stop shooting. And he's not giving you anything on the defensive end. He's not playmaking for you. He's almost a liability on the defensive end even. So it's almost like, what's he giving you? And yes, he'll have a couple games this, couple games this series where he does have 20 points. I, I do feel confident about that. But they, they need him to play better. They need the role guys to play better. I agree. And he's someone who's going to give you that scoring production most of the time. The issue, though, is when he's not, it's just, it's not like, okay, you know, he feels out like the first quarter. Okay, I'm not, my shot's not there. Let me find other mm-hmm. ways to impact the game. Uh, the Nuggets have a lot of those guys. Michael Porter Jr. is not one of those guys. Um, and he, I think the incoming freshman, uh, you know, to be sort of frank, like I think he, he plays sort of immature. Because uh, there's no reason why he can't have more assists, um, especially at the times in which, you know, he's hitting from three. It's great that he keeps – because he has so much length. Guys are not going to be able to really close out on those shots. To be able to just mm-hmm. find other guys, find other guys that, you know, the Heat are leaving open, uh, he's just not doing those things. So when you're not seeing him hitting shots, it's it's a detriment. you got to either, you know, force him – it's adapt or die. He's either got to figure it out or he needs to be on the bench. Absolutely. I, you know, I think it might be time to just go down with the ship and take Michael Porter Jr. over two and a half threes next game because it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> no. It has to happen eventually. He's had two For dud sure. games from behind the line the first two games, so I might have to go down with the ship there, just saying. Uh, speaking of two and a half, Nuggets are two and a half point favorites going into game three. Why do Nuggets feel like free money? It feels too easy. It does. Um, I think the Nuggets, I think they're going to take one of these games Miami for sure. So it's almost a matter of like, if for some reason you hammer the Nuggets game three and they lose, you just got to double down game four. Because there's no way they go in Miami, lose both, and go down three. Ah, like the old chasing payments model, the Martingale. I think in this scenario, you have to do it. I mean, I took the money line as soon as it came out. I'll be honest. So I got it like minus 120-something as soon as it opened. Yeah, it's minus 140 right now. The the thing is, it feels like what's going to happen here is if the Nuggets win game three, there's going to be a big overcorrection by the sports books, especially if it's a blowout where it's going to be right. Nuggets. The, what have been the, the Heat have been nine point underdogs in every single game? It feels like it's going to be Nuggets minus like seven and a half, eight, and that's when the Heat win when you least expect it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, go ahead. Ben. I also think I also think that there's a good chance that you could see the Heat. Um, I think, yeah, we're talking about the Nuggets being able to steal one here in Miami, at least one of the two. I think saying that, you know, I at least have been forgetting about until looking more into it is that Jimmy Butler, of course, he's been he's been good, but like he hasn't had one of those like Himmy Butler kind of games where and I think you could see one of those in Miami where, you know, it comes down to the stretch and he just won't miss anything and he gets to like 40, 50 points. And I think if you're the Nuggets, you have to know that that's coming at some point. I'm going to counter that. Do you know that, though? Because clearly something's been bothering him, and I don't know if it's his ankle from the Boston series or what. Mm-hmm. He did take 19 shots last game, but uh-huh. he doesn't look like the same his same aggressive self that we've seen all playoff run. He's not attacking the basket as much. He's fading away from contact. And when he drives baseline, he's good at making those passes. He makes the right reads. But you would expect him to go up with the ball a little bit more and get fouled. I don't know. He doesn't seem as aggressive. Doesn't mean he won't. Like, I think he will have one of these games where he comes out. But Uh the first two games, he hasn't looked as aggressive. And they've had to rely on these other guys. 
I don't know if yeah. it's as much the nagging ankle part of it or at all. It might just be fatigue. I mean, this guy has played insane amount of minutes for two months now, playing and playing insane defense, typically guarding the best player on the other team, too. I, mm. I think it just might be fatigue. Yeah, I was looking at some advanced stats. Um, so for game one here, the usage percentage, he was second to last in the starting lineup as far as usage percentage, fifth on the team with 18. And as far as game two goes, he's a little bit higher at 27, led the team. He had, what, nine assists, I think, in game two. But, like, Jokic is sitting at 42. And I'm not saying Jimmy Butler has to be 40% usage percentage. But during the other series, he was a lot higher. So I just don't know what's really shifted, if it's Denver's defense, if other guys are just playing better for the Heat. But if they're going to take one of these in Miami, I think Jimmy Butler has to kind of take over the game a little bit more. I agree. I I think he's also been taking – he's been taking a lot of, like, really, like, tough shots and also shots that when fatigue hits – those are going to be harder. Just like a lot of just off the dribble step back where he's really just having to get up in the air to make these shots. Yeah. He's not really getting easy shots. He's able to make plenty of tough shots because he's one of the best players in the league. But yeah, I do agree. He's going to have to get easier shots in order for that 50 point game to happen. And we haven't seen that so far, but he's one of those guys where when I sort of expect or sort of think, Oh, you know, kind of toss him to the side just a little bit. I feel like that's the time in which he's going to drop like 45. It's just been a little crazy because I don't know if you've been watching, if you've, you guys have noticed this, but he'll be like five for 14 and all of a sudden he'll spout off like two contested corner threes with five on the shot clock. And all of a sudden he's got 20 points and they're up six points. I've seen that multiple times during this playoff run. Even when he hasn't been as aggressive, he's still able to score six, eight, 10 points in a matter of like five or six possessions. So If he can put that together for a full game, I think the Heat may be in good shape to make this a competitive series. I'm not banking on it. I've got a lot of money on the Nuggets, minus one and a half on the series spread. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes six. I wouldn't be shocked. Are you nervous about your Jokic MVP bet? A little bit. Not. I think Denver's still going to win, so I'm not like sweating, sweating. But Miami's, you know, they exposed a little bit the Nuggets. They made him think a little bit with his own. So it'll be interesting to see the adjustments. But, like, the craziest part about Game 2 is that we didn't mention the Nuggets went on their run with Jokic on the bench. That's when they went on their 25-3 to run, which ended up turning into, a, like, a 45-10 to run, whatever they said it was on ESPN. It kept changing every minute. I think especially with Jokic, I know there was a lot of, you know, talk about, you know, throwing the zone out there, forcing him to pass. I, I think mm. some of that's a little overstated. Or not forcing him to pass. I mean, forcing him to score. Um, I think that, I think that's something though, that, you know, I'm not necessarily a complete bat. I'm not Mike Malone. Uh, so I don't know exactly what that adjustment is going to be. Uh, but I sort of have a trust that they're going to have an adjustment that frees up Jokic that allows him to make easier passes, allows other guys to get easier shots. And I think once that happens, that's what makes the Nuggets special. And I sort of still expect, I wouldn't be shocked if this goes six. Uh, even before the series started, I, I was thinking five. I think that's certainly still possible, but uh, the Heat are putting up probably more of a fight than I expected, which is classic because I, you know, it's easy to keep saying that, like, oh, the Heat are coming out and they're they're fighting. Um, you know, don't count out the Heat, and then I just do. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and win a game like game two. Especially, you know, they started out on that run, got up early, uh, quick, 
once they were down, I, th- I want to say it was the second quarter, maybe by like nine, I was like, that's a wrap. 2-0 going back to Miami. Uh, but they fought. Mm-hmm. So One of these games, they're going to hit 23s, and Max Struess is going to have five or six, and Duncan Robinson is going to hit some off the bench, and Gabe Vincent's going to hit five threes at the end of the shot clock, and it's going to happen. And if the Nuggets can somehow find a way to win that game whenever that happens, I think it's going to be a series wrap. But I don't know, man. I mean, they're fighting a lot more. I, I've bet against them all playoffs. I've, uh, I've been off them on the podcast. I thought there was no way they were beating Milwaukee, even without Giannis. And they, they shouldn't have. They're, they had a negative point differential during the season. They were a bad team for 82 games. We had a big sample size. Almost didn't make it out of the play-in tournament. This is one of the greatest turnarounds I've seen in a playoff run in any sport. It, it's, it's unbelievable. 100% right. I, we've been wrong every series. Every series, like, no way. They don't have it. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. Not happening. And then every, mm-hmm. every time, we just get burned. Every single time somehow. Uh, I was going to ask this, and then we'll get into predictions, and then we'll move on to our other segment real quick. Real quick, I'll ask you this first, Connor, and then you, you go, Ben. Would Bam be the worst MVP Finals MVP in NBA history? Worst, worst is an interesting word to choose there. Um, maybe would you go like least deserving? No, because I, I still is. think Iguodala would be least deserving. I, I still, agree. I still don't think I, Iguodala is going to be in a stain in NBA history, in my opinion. Well, I'm looking at the stats right here. Iguodala averaged 16, almost six rebounds, and four assists in the 2015 finals. He locked down LeBron, games. though. He locked down LeBron. Well, that's the thing. That was one of the arguments is, oh, his defense on LeBron. Well, LeBron averaged 50 that series. That's what it felt like. So, I mean, LeBron was putting up numbers with Timofey Mozgov. He's the second best player. So, congratulations, Iguodala, for doing that. But I don't know. I, I, don't, I think gone are the days of them not giving it to the best player. So, even if Bam's numbers are better than Jimmy Butler – if his presence is felt, I still think he gets it. Really? I do. I, I don't think they're going to – because the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, there was a good argument for Caleb Martin. I'm not saying he should have gotten it, but there was a good argument. The mm-hmm. votes were split. I don't, I don't think it would be that close. I think if Bam puts up 25, 12, and 6, then sure. But if it's comparable to Jimmy Butler's numbers, I think Butler's going to get it just because of what he's done throughout the whole playoff run. And I know that's not what the award is, but I do think that's what's going to happen. And to circle back, last point – if it is Bam, I don't think he's the worst Finals MVP. I think it's Andre Iguodala. Like you said, a stain in NBA history. You can't credit his defense. I mean, he did his best on LeBron, but when you hold a guy to that, you know, to those numbers, that's not really an accomplishment. He had help the whole time. Like LeBron's best player for most of those games was Timofey Mozgov. So I think it's still Iguodala. I would be a little shocked to see Bam as Finals MVP. Yeah. I think I would definitely be shocked to see Bam as Finals MVP, especially because even like with the Eastern Conference Finals, I thought Caleb Martin had a very like good case to be Eastern Conference, uh, you know, Finals MVP. Uh, but with that being said, I feel like whenever it's in doubt, there there seems to be a voter sort of like weariness of like if it's close, we're gonna go with like the face. Who's the face of the Miami Heat? It's Jimmy Butler. So I think that even if the Heat, if the Heat win the finals, you know, it's going to have to be partly at least because Jimmy Butler's been really good. Um, And I think he would probably get the nod at that point. But with that being said, if the Heat win, it's probably because Bam is able to noticeably slow down Jokic. um, And, you know, be able to match him to some degree. Whereas Iguodala, it did not... It, he didn't. He just did not 
like he got so much credit for you know i'm just you know being a dead horse at this point but for like in air quotes slowing down lebron so i i, I also agree that's probably iguodala um but i also agree that i don't really see a scenario in which it's bam but i could be wrong you can give bam the argument of slowing down Jokic and holding him to 28 15 and 12 so <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly no you definitely could that's the point too yeah it does kind of feel like uh remember the bubble bubble finals lakers heat those first two games anthony davis had that finals mvp in his hands kind of like how bam does currently eventually mm. if when it turns if the heat does somehow win it, you're right. It's going to go to Jimmy Butler because for them to consistently do this, I feel like Jimmy Butler has to be at the top of his game, like you mentioned, Ben. Because I, it, what, what's Bam averaging right now? It, it's kind of insane right now. He played out of his mind. Just in the finals. Yeah, get on. The, we got Connor on stats department today. Yeah. Cool. So uh, here we go. Series stats. Well, where is it? Miami Heat. Ah, right, yeah. So he's averaging. 23.5 points, 11 boards, 4.5 assists, and a block per game. And he's shooting 54% from the field. That's pretty good numbers. <laughs> that's insane say, that's, numbers. That's pretty good numbers. Um, he's got some really good I – mean, he sets up the offense top of the key. They run that dribble handoff with him. And the Nuggets can't seem to figure out how to stop it. they got Duncan Robinson running back and forth at the top of the key and somehow it leads to an open layup every time. Because they hand off to the guy coming off Bam's screen. All of a sudden, it's three on two in the paint. They get it off for a dump off or a floater or, a, a, I don't know, a moving three-pointer if the guy doesn't switch. So a lot of the offense is running through him. I do think there's going to be a regression to the mean. I think Jimmy Butler is going to put up more numbers in these next few games. But if the Nuggets keep defending Bam like this, I wouldn't be shocked to see him average 12, 13 boards and five, six assists. And that, that would be enough to get him in the conversation. All right, I'll ask you this, Carter. I'll, I'll flip the tables. I'll ask you a question. Do you think in the voters' minds – that the Andre Iguodala year, you think that weighs heavy on them? They don't want that again? I don't know if Bam is as bad as Andre Iguodala because Bam is clearly the second best player on this team. Andre Iguodala wasn't even, what, he was maybe the third best player on that team? Fourth? Depending on how you look at Draymond? I would argue fourth. Probably fourth at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And in the league, I I think Bam is ranked higher in the league right now as like a player than Andre Iguodala was back in 2015. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, I but... I think a little bit, though. I think you have a good point because it is a little voters fatigue to a slight degree. But we'll get into finals predictions right now. I'll go first, Connor, then Ben. I'm going to go first with my finals prediction. I still think it's Nuggets, but I'm going to go Nuggets in six. I'm going to be safe here. I'm going to say Nuggets lift the title in Miami game six. That wouldn't surprise me. I think it's a safe pick. I think it's going to be a popular pick, especially since Miami took one in Denver. I'm, I'm staying true, Carter. I'm saying Nuggets in five. I think they go down to Miami, assert themselves. I think game three they win by a comfortable margin. I think game four is tight. I think it's one of those games where the Heat hit 23s, and I think the Nuggets squeak out a tight one, and that's just backbreaking. And then they go back to Denver and win in five. I'm sticking with my prediction. I'm not going to waver. I also was going Nuggets uh, in five before the series. I am going to waver, and I'm going to say Nuggets okay. in six. That That is sort of – sort of a fallback uh, okay um but i do think that the heat are able to get at least one in miami um but that's about it i think and honestly i gotta give them props if they can make this go six if they can make this go six you know bravo tip of the cap yep i agree the talent disparity is just 
very overwhelming. I mean, the Heat got DC guys are playing out of their mind, and maybe this is the new normal, so it's not a talent disparity, but it's hard for me to see. Like, we saw Caleb Martin regress this series from the Eastern Conference Finals. It's hard for me to see a couple of these guys, Gabe Vincent especially, like, doing this for a full year next year. Like, they're going to be some hot free agent targets for sure, but as far as, the, like, the numbers they're putting up, the percentages, they didn't do it during the regular season. They were just getting hot at the right time. It's almost like March Madness. When your guards get hot, you have a chance to make a run, like Carolina is an eight seed. It's almost like that with the Heat. They get hot at the right time. I don't see it lasting all through next season. I think the talent disparity is a lot in favor of the Nuggets. So, so you're saying the Heat might blow the biggest halftime lead in championship history? It could be possible. I mean, if their best player turns his ankle with a minute and a half left, it, 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 could, it could be possible. A minute and a half left? I mean, Yeah, it was quite a few possessions left in that game. He could barely walk. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna go with Nuggets in six. I wanted to stick with five. I, I mean, like I said, even if the Heat win this series, I w- wouldn't surprise me at this point because we keep mentioning it. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse, but every Heat win feels like a fluke to me. It's not a fluke, obviously, because it keeps happening, but it feels like a fluke. Connor, you mentioned the Carolina team. It's very similar to that Carolina team. I would say that he'd have had more fluky wins than the Carolina team, but it, it does feel like oh, that. Oh, come on. Oh, please. Don't. Please. No, 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 no. It, the wins, when you look at it on paper, doesn't look like it. When you watch those games, the shots those guys were making on Carolina, no way. There's a reason they didn't make the tournament this past year. That is fair. Okay, that's a fair comparison. Yeah, because the shot making is, was insane. Brady Manick, the quickest trigger in college basketball history, Larry playing like Larry Bird. Yeah, it was. Caleb Love hitting step back and tested threes. What was he, 25% this year? So, yeah, feels hey, comparable. Yeah, Arizona. I was, was going to say <laughs> Arizona right after a uh, quick stop in Michigan. But I was going to say that with the Miami Heat, like I think there's always going to be something that seems a little more replicable than when you have Caleb Love hitting shots just because you yeah. just can't trust that that's going to happen long term. Last thing I'll say about this series I wonder if a lot of teams with the new capitals coming up are going to try to follow the Heat's model and get these cheaper guys and play them big minutes and hope they can develop and come through in the playoffs like that. And I think teams are going to try to emulate this. I don't think they're going to have the same success. I'll say that. I think that's yeah. fair because Steve Kerr mentioned in an interview the other day saying he wants it like a minor league baseball system, you know, triple A, double A, yeah. single A, having it like that. I think the G League is just going to become just critical critical to a team's success kind of how the minor league baseball system is in major league baseball you know a I, sneaky yeah. sneaky sneaky good g league development team greensboro swarm hornets mm-hmm. have had some guys come out of there Devonte graham the martin twins caleb martin himself product of the greensboro swarm just christian saying. wood virginia christian legend wood. virginia legend mike oh, yeah. toby <laughs> mike toby slovenia national team legend as well <laughs> <Mike Toby. laughs> that's lucas number two right there all right, yes. is that it on the finals? Yeah, I think, I think so. uh, I'm excited for game three. I'm curious to see the adjustments, but I, I do think Denver takes it kind of handily. I do yep. too. Uh, all right, let's move on. I've been, I've been so excited for this. I've been waiting all day for this. The NBA, all mentally weak team, it's here. We're ready. Uh, we have not discussed players prior to this, except earlier, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons, we're going to go through each of us, take turns. We're going to nominate a player, and it's going to be like the NBA all-first team where you have five positions, positionless basketball. It could be five centers if they make it. It could be five point yards. It doesn't matter. Positionless basketball, the five NBA 
all mentally weak team. Ben Simmons, first ballot Hall of Famer, might be the go. I mean, he will go down in history books. I don't think we even need to get into him. I don't. That's not going to count as my nominee. I think no. it just has to happen. That's it's a given. Easy. Anybody who quits on this team, anybody who quits on this team that much and shies away from competition like that, and just from a fan base perspective, just goes into a shell. Sorry, not sorry. He's a very talented player. It sucks to see this decline, but it's mainly mental. It's what it is. So we saw it in the Atlanta series. So I, I like Ben Simmons as the uh, yeah. surefire, set in stone number one pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he not only really quit on his team, but like he just quit on basketball. Like it's almost yeah, like it's 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 a myth that he even plays. He's just he's just not even playing, and it's like no one even questions why. It's just assumed that he's just not going to play. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it, really. He, yeah, and also, if you're scared of layups, like, is that the most <laughs> mentally weak thing ever? You're scared to take a layup or dunk it? Uh, real quick, to go into these further picks, I wanted to get Ben Simmons out of the way. The criteria for these. So you're probably wondering, like, how do you pick the all-NBA mentally weak team? The criteria for this that I decided on was if your back, back is against the wall or if the player's back is against the wall, will they fight back? Ben Simmons, clear check mark. Last shot of the game, what's your confidence level 1 through 10? Ben Simmons, not even on the chart. It's zero. But what if it was a layup in game seven of the Atlanta Hawks series? No? Yeah, zero. Yeah. Still zero? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but zero. what if he's wide What if he's wide open at the basket and he's 6'11"? He might have an so open pass. Have, he, have, he might have an open pass. Well, I do like a matisse Tybal contested floater a little bit more on the shot chart, so. Honestly, I think you're right there. I think that's great shot selection. And then the last, are they a cancer to their team and how much of a cancer are they? Ben Simmons, he's sneaky, not a crazy cancer. He's just the... It's unreliable. The, just the other stuff around him. Like when he's on the court, he's actually kind of good to play with. But it's just the other stuff that causes him to be a cancer. Remember when he was yeah. all NBA? What a time. Hey, he's back on all It's NBA. incredible. What do you mean? He just got picked all NBA today. He did. He did. We are. <laughs> yeah, we he did. All right. I'll go first. I'm going to nominate someone, and then we're going to vote. has to be unanimous ruling. I'm going right. to start off. I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. Okay. That's pretty good. I think, I think the punch to Kyle Anderson might have solidified it. Mm-hmm. I think I was teetering, like maybe he's not one of the top five. But I'm willing to do that. I think in the playoffs he's unplayable. Yeah. I mean, because – Think about the difference. A lot of these guys, think about the difference between their regular season performance and their playoff performance. I think that's a big telltale sign. I agree. Um, I'm fine with Rudy Gobert making the team. Ben? Yeah. Yeah, no, I he was absolutely going to be one of my five. Okay, uh, perfect. Not only because of, the, because of the fighting incident, but also just that last Jazz uh, season against the Mavs where the whole game plan and everyone knew it was we're going to exploit – the perimeter defense and stretch out Rudy Gobert, and then it's like, oh, this guy's a one-trick pony. And all that stuff with Donovan Mitchell, where it's like, oh, Donovan Mitchell doesn't pass in the ball. Well, Donovan Mitchell's a pretty good teammate. Seems like he's doing well in Cleveland, so you know something must be off if that's the case. Plus the whole COVID thing. Yeah. I don't know. We could just, we could just there's a re- the there's a reason he wasn't getting the ball. All right, yeah. we had our team so far is Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert. Uh, ben, nominate a player. I'm going with DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. Yes, that I was thought that was that was a, I, I thought that could be a sleeper, um, but this is someone that I watched his back against the wall 
Um, not to spoil anything, but a lot of guys on his team in that game, backs against the wall against the Mavericks, mm-hmm. and it was like they got down by a lot. Mavs going to run. Second quarter, quit. Just quit. Um, and this doesn't even count, but DeAndre Ayton, I, I can't unforget that along with him playing for Arizona and losing to Buffalo as a three seed <laughs> in the first round of 2018. Um, that's just a guy right there. Uh, I don't think he's really a cancer, but I think he's sort of lazy. I think he's the epitome of one of those big men who doesn't really like playing basketball. Like, I just think he doesn't. I just don't think he doesn't have that, like, dog in him. And I don't even mean that to be like, oh, what a loser. I, like, I just don't think he's – he's just not that into it. Like, I think he apparently, like, there's frustration within the organization because he would just play video games all night and, like, would sleep before games. Just stuff like that. I'd be terrible and Monty in Williams seemed to always just be just on him, like, all the time. He was just someone that every – he was a head case and everyone just needs to have him dialed in. And he's just – Well, I was going to – I was going to say, I mean, it seems like he wants to be a full-time Twitch streamer. Um, I think yeah. DeAndre Ayton's top of the list of guys that you know right away when a game starts if they have it or not that night. You know right away if he's checked out. If he has 10 of the first 12 points, okay, you're going to have a good DeAndre Ayton night. He's going to try on defense. He's going to try to rebound. He is one of the worst self-motivated guys I've seen. I think his motor runs very low. If you can't even get up for a do-or-die playoff game, that kind of makes me want to put you high on this list. It really does. The Mavericks game is a big one for me. Even this year, though, it just seems so easily – it came so easily to him for him to check out of games. It's almost like, oh, we got Kevin Durant. Now I can really check out. Now I'm the fourth option. And ever since he signed that offer sheet over the offseason and they brought him back, they matched it, he hasn't wanted to be in Phoenix, even with KD. He has not wanted to be in Phoenix. So I don't know if he's a cancer to the team, but I think he he's not meeting expectations. And I think he's going to be shipped off somewhere – Carter, I'll credit you this, like Washington or even, you know, maybe Indiana and just, yeah, oh, on DeAndre Ayton, he's averaging 19 and 9 this year, but the team's 30 and 50, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I I think this might end up coming down to Rudy Gobert versus DeAndre Ayton when it comes down to really? it. Uh, we'll, we'll do the votes after. We'll decide on our five to get things kind of moving here. Can, can I add? Can I, can, oh, yeah. can I just add? Go ahead. Can I add one thing though? Just one. Although I picked him, I nominated him. The one last like thing that could say that he's not deserving of this All NBA selection is the fact that he did have that game winning alley oop in the Western Conference Finals in twenty twenty one. Whenever that not not the bubble, but the one after when they mm-hmm. made it to the NBA Finals that year. So that's the one thing going for him. I thought I, I thought I'd give him a little credit there, but that's and he it. did make the finals and he played decently well in the finals. He did. He, he did. did. He did. So that's tough, Connor. Go ahead. Anyways, all right. So there's an obvious one. I'm gonna stay away from it, and I'm gonna stay in Phoenix, and I'm gonna say Chris Paul. <sighs> I had Chris Paul written down as a sleeper. I have to nominate him. I don't know if he'll make the top five, but he has to be nominated. I think he's fine being nominated, but I don't think he makes the top five. I don't know. He whines those officials a lot. As soon as they go down 15, it's over. So, mm. Yeah, I, that's tough because, I mean, he choked, in the, he choked in the Sun Series. I will say the one redeeming year, all those Lob City Clippers years, they should have been a lot better. And that, But the one redeeming year that is that year when he was in Oklahoma City. Yeah, they defied expectations. Him and Schroeder and uh, Shea Gilgis, that was the best version of Chris Paul I've seen in a while. But uh, he he's deserved he's deserved of a nomination, I think. 
I then nominee top five. I'm going to go. I think this is probably the one that Connor's talking about. That's really obvious, but I can't let Dylan Brooks go without being mentioned. Hmm. To this point. Okay. Hmm. That wasn't, well, I'm, the I'm one guessing I by the reaction mind. that that wasn't the specific one you guys were thinking of. That but wasn't the one I, I had in mind, but it's a good one. I think, I think he was enough of a loser and mentally weak in this past playoffs that like people are sort of like, Oh, who's going to sign him and for what? And I'm like, he seemed like a very valuable three and D player two months ago. And now somebody's going to get him maybe on a bargain. Potentially. We'll see how he rebounds from this, but it could be a bargain for some team. But yeah, I think you've got to say he's mentally weak at this point. We should have done this as a draft because now this is top five is going to be hard. Now I, yeah, I don't know why, but I didn't even have Dylan Brooks on my list. Really? I didn't either. I, I was a good one. I think people are overreacting, though. They're saying, oh, Tom Miller's Chinese. Like, oh, we're going to Guangdong for Dylan Brooks. It's like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Come on. Fair nominee. Yeah. We'll vote on top five after. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good nominee. That's a very good one. Uh, I'll go ahead real quick. I'll uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns. That's an he, easy one, too. Yeah, I think he has to be on the top five, in my opinion. He's going to be make my vote for the top five. And the meme of him on the floor, like, crying, like, I'll put it on the video, but, like, he's doing that thing on the floor. That, like, ruined him. And also, let's look at the criteria. Back against the wall, is he going to fight back? No shot. No, he's going to foul out. Exactly. Last (laughs) shot of the game, confidence it goes in. I would say three? Yeah, I'm not not too confident. Three to four? He's had a couple games, notable games, that he's been pretty good in the clutch. But as far as like consistency goes, no, no way. And then is he a cancer to the yeah. team? That's a tough one. He hasn't played much the last couple of years. But he doesn't really help the team. He's in such a he plays such a weird position where he can't really play center, but he can't re- he doesn't really play the five on offense. But you can't play two centers or another big man with him because it kind of messes up the flow of the game. Wait, you're telling me you can't play two of the five mentally weak players in the NBA on the same team together? No, that has to work, Carter. They must have made the Western Finals. One of their former teammates is about to get nominated here in a minute. They must have made at least the Western Finals, Carter. Come on, there's no way. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, But I I vote Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Connor, give another nominee. This is the last one I had written down, and this is kind of a sleeper, I think. I don't know if he'll necessarily make the top five, and this might be a little recency bias. Give me Michael Porter Jr. When he's not hitting shots, he's non-existent. He's invisible. We we, I, we went over it already on this podcast about him mental lapses on defense. If you look at him on the bench, I was watching it. after he got benched for Bruce Brown a couple times in the fourth. He's not engaged. He's not standing up, clapping a lot. He just seems frustrated. Seems like he's almost a me guy. And Jokic and them had him playing team basketball for most of this year, but you still see those flashes of like, oh, it's me. Like the first couple years he was in the league, you could really see it. So that's my sleeper nomination. I don't know if he's top five, but it's worth a mention. I think honorable mention's fine. Okay. All right. That's the last one I had right now. I don't think he makes it in above guys like – I th- like, who would you – like, let's play mano y mano. Dylan Brooks or Michael Porter Jr.? I think Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Dylan Brooks there too. Uh, ben, did you have another nomination? Yeah, I have a few. I'm sort of weary. 
because they're just kind of ro- hot. Just roll takes, through the, roll through a couple you have, okay. and then I'll roll through the rest okay. of my rest of mine since Connor's. Sounds out. good. Sounds good. The one that I feel most confident in in this group is I'm going to go with James Harden. Um, I'm going to go I with him because I because th- I think in the playoffs, especially, and it's just you. It's not even a question of what you're going to get. I feel like at the, at this point, like we know what James Harden is. And it's a guy that if he's not even doesn't even have to be the number one guy. I felt like it was like, a oh, well, you can't win with him as a number one guy. It's sort of like you just can't really win with him. It's just hard. Another one. This is a hot take, but I was going to go real quick, real quick. Oh, Devin Booker. Okay, real quick. Before we get into Devin, before we get into Devin Booker, James Harden kind of had the ultimate fat guy move and eating his way out of Houston. It was as a fellow fat guy, as a fellow fat guy board member, props to him because it worked. Yeah, now he's worked. trying to eat his, now it he's did. trying to eat his way back. He's yeah, trying to play, he's trying to play his way back. Sorry, <laughs> ironically, play his way back. But going back, Devin Booker, I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna veto that immediately. Yeah, I I was pretty sure that was the case, but I wanted to at least throw it out there. I think he's a little bit of a front runner. I'm I think also kind of blind. That. Yeah, fair enough. He fair is. Enough. He is. He is yeah. whiny and. I think it's worth a mention, but he put on in, in, in the playoffs this year. He did. He backed oh. up everything he had to say, oh. him and Durant did. And if you want to bring up Booker, I think we have to bring up Luka as well, just because of how much he wants to the refs. I don't know if he's mentally weak because he yeah. does back it up as well, but I would I would dare say I would take Luka above Devin Booker on this list. Neither of them are very high for me. but I would take Trey Young above yeah. those two. He was another one on my list, and DeJounte Murray yeah. as well. Jonte Murray, that's a sneaky one. I, w- I did not have him on there. It's a sneaky one that with the Bancaro Pro Am, along with uh, the the oh, yeah. uh, Those two. Oh, and don't go with. Don't double me during pickup or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that okay. Good. That's that's that a, a good fair one. point. That's, that's a, a fair good point. Uh, yeah. I'll go through some. I had Kyrie Irving. I'm surprised he didn't get mentioned. That was my next one. I was gonna off the top of my head. Okay, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite one is that we haven't mentioned so far is D'Angelo Russell. Oh, that's a good one. That's um, a good one. Seems to disappear I in think, big moments. I like that. Yeah, I think he would have been higher on my list without being on the Lakers this past playoff run a little bit. But I do agree. But he's he's kind agree. of a cancer to the team. For a $20 million Ooh, a year player, you got to be better. Is Dennis Schroeder in there? He's not Maybe. talented enough in my opinion. You're you're probably right. I feel like you have to have a level of talent. That's why I'm like a little weary of putting Dylan Brooks in there. But I guess we have Ben Simmons on there, so who's to say? Uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good that, one. That will, that will make my top five. Julius Randle. Uh, and I'll just roll through these that's quick. Good. Just say yes or no, and then we'll vote on these. Uh, Brandon Ingram. No. Nah. Okay, that's what no. I'm off, Brandon Ingram. This is a sneaky one, Bradley Beal. I thought about this, Carter. I thought about this. I don't know if he's mentally weak as far as like on the court, but if you think about what he did with his contract situation, getting that no trade clause, signing the huge contract with no, no fault to him, get your money, but you're not going to win anything in Washington. And it's no, almost like, not. you know, Dame's nope. not running from the grind. It's kind of like Bradley Beal is running from the grind. He can live out his days in Washington, never have any expectations, go 37 and 45 every year and be rich. And so be it. So be it. But he doesn't want to win bad enough. So that's a good nominee. Yeah. Joel Embiid. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to veto Joel Embiid. I'm going to veto think, Joel Embiid. I think that's fair, too. I'm fine vetoing Joel Embiid. Russell Westbrook? Also going to veto Russell Westbrook. I think he, he, he at least plays puts hard. in the effort. Yeah, and exactly. He always plays hard. I'll, that's why... I'll, I, I'll veto him as well. I also think he's someone that I think there's a media perception that his teammates don't like mm-hmm. him, and I'm not sure if that's reality. I don't think he's a cancer to his team either. So Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Maybe on the court. Maybe on the court, but like as far as like an actual yeah. cancer, I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think people last, dislike him. The last three I had written down, uh, just real quick, Kevin Durant, obvious no, even though mm, – Maybe kind of soft, but Kevin Durant, no. Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. He t- he took a leap for me on the Cavs this year, and yeah, he had a couple of dud games in the playoffs, but overall this year, he really took a step forward. I think for me as a leader, so I'm gonna say no, but I'm gonna veto as well. Okay, CJ McCollum. Veto. I don't know about mentally weak. I think overrated, maybe true. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. That's where these kind of like get tricky. Is is he overrated? Because I think Cat might be also in the overrated camp too. But I but think then he's... again, but Cat's twenty five and twelve when he's healthy. So, but is it, like, four, is, it winning, is it a win? Is it a winning twenty five and twelve though? No, it's not. I, I don't believe so. What about Porzingis? I'm vetoing that just because this year in Washington. Okay. If you would ask me, if you would ask me two years ago, sure. But he had a sneaky good year this year. He was on a lot of okay. I've got, lists. I think that's just. I've got Dallas Kristaps. Yeah, I've got Kristaps <laughs> Dallas. in that's Dallas fair. in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that's that, fair. I would accept that. Yeah. All right, yeah. Connor, you give me your top five, and then Ben, yeah. and then I'll give mine. All right, so Ben Simmons is obviously there. Um, I'm keeping Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, that's two for sure. Gobert's a tough one. I think I'm going DeAndre Ayton for sure. Mm. So we got DeAndre Ayton, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons. I think I'm going to keep Rudy Gobert. So there's four. And I guess I'm going to go Dylan Brooks. I can be My mind can be changed on that, though. Okay, Ben? I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, of course. DeAndre Ayton next. Rudy Gobert, Dylan Brooks, and Chris Paul. Wow. Okay. I have a different list. I have Ben Simmons, obviously, go, you know, greatest of all time. They'll build a statue of him. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is on there. I put Rudy Gobert on there, too. Okay. And then Kyrie Irving was on. I was debating between Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell. I'm putting D'Angelo Russell on. I don't know, man. I might just pick both. Kyrie's okay. brutal. Let's iron this out. I think Kyrie's a good choice. I'm willing to waver on Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to keep I think Kyrie. Kyrie Kyrie's specifically the cancer to his team part. I think when yes. it comes to like having that dog in him on the court when he's playing... I, I I think he's there for that part of it, but is he? When he takes the last shot, I think it's going in most of the time. That's the that's Agreed. where it gets tricky. That's yeah. where it gets tricky. If Kyrie's taking the last shot, you're like, ah, that's crap. That's in. But back against the wall, like, do we not? Are we forgetting that Buck Celtic series where he just gave up? No, honestly, we don't yes. have to, we don't have to give definitely up. Definitely forgot that. 
<laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to forget that. I mean, I think Kyrie's a worthy inclusion, yeah. just as far as a lot of his off the court stuff. I think yeah. outweighs for sure. And then I was kind of sure. I actually didn't have Chris Paul in here just because that Thunder year and he gives a crap. Like he does. That's the thing. He gives a crap, and that's such a big part of it. And he plays defense and all that. Blah blah blah. And then I had D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randall. All right. So the oh, automatic. Oh 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 oh. I want what? Julius Randall on mine. <laughs> I forgot about Julius Randall. I think he. I think I want him on mine. Okay. All right. So. We needed to come to a consensus on a five, real quick. All right. Ben Simmons, Locke, Carl Anthony Towns, is, he's, is he in? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then Rudy Gobert. Thumbs up for me. Okay, so that's our first three. All right. Now this is where it gets tricky. Julius Randle. I, I want Julius Randle in my top five. I forgot about him. I think the way he interacts with the refs after the game, when he goes cold, he's interacting with fans. I mean, he really lets them get to him, and he starts taking bad shots. I'm putting thumbs up for Julius Randle. I think he lets people get I, his head way I too li- much. I like that one. It's a slept one, slept on one, but I like it. All right, we have our four now. We have our four. Now it's between Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, and who Aiden. was our – and Aiton. I think Dylan Brooks is out. I think so, too. Um, not not so a big too. enough name. Out of those I, three. I want to say DeAndre Ayton. I think, I think I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton here. I really do. I've watched enough Suns games to see when he's checked out, and when you can visibly notice that as a fan, I think it's pretty bad. So I'm, I'm sticking Ayton here. I, I, I agree because I think that's more of a mental thing, whereas I think D'Angelo Russell – Specifically him, I think he's just an inconsistent player, but I'm not sure if that's because he's mentally weak. Whereas I think with eight, it's it's written all over his face that it's because he's mentally weak. Mm-hmm. There's too so many about, times where they there's too many times they had to bench him for Jock Lawndale and Bismack. Yeah. What about Kyrie Irving? Yeah, he he gets bumped for me. He can be the sixth man, but his on the court whenever actually whenever he actually does get on the court. I think I think that drops him out for me. It's it's tight. I'm not gonna say he's mentally strong by any means. He could be the sixth man on my team, but I'm sticking with Aiden Carter. I agree. Ben, majority rules. You got Aiden. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. That's our Aiden. mentally weak team. The all NBA mentally weak team is Ben Simmons, Goat, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, DeAndre Aiden, and Julius Randle. And Kyrie Irving is our sixth man. Kyrie Irving can be our player coach since he doesn't like to play all the time. He can, he can coach half the year, then play a couple games, maybe maybe own the team for a few weeks. You never know with him. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I love it. All right, we ready to roll in this fat guy draft and move things along? Oh, I'm ready. I'm so, I'm, ready. I'm so excited. Okay, fat guy moves draft. So this is how it's going to work for the people listening at home. It's a fat guy move. What's, what's an ultimate fat guy move? An ultimate fat guy move, for example, uh, could be breaking a chair. That's a really fat guy move, but like – Breaking a chair is a fat guy move. I texted you guys this example earlier. Uh, it can still be drafted, even though it's an example, but I feel like the audience needs to understand an example is you eat a, an entire pizza in one sitting. I think that's a great example. Are we also counting like best fat guy feelings? Like when something happens, like, oh, this is amazing, but only because I'm a fat guy. It can be. I think it can be like this morning when Taco Bell says we have free crunch wraps today. That's kind of a fat guy move to be excited about that. Okay. Yeah. I've got okay. I've got a couple of good ones. I'll frame them the right way. I'll frame and we and I think, and I I think can, that's fine. But I don't think like, oh, Jokic is playing well. That's good for fat guys. I'm not no, sure if no, that no. counts. Uh-uh. You know. No. Okay. 
and we yeah. can veto these and anything. Uh, who wants to go first? We're going to go Snake. All right, Ben wants the first pick. Connor, do you want second or third? Give me third. Okay, I'll be in the middle. Let me get this down real quick so I can write these down. All right, we have Ben one. <laughs> me two. Oh man, these these are going to be very revealing. I hope I hope the audience enjoys this. And, I, and you know yeah. what? I feel like a lot of yes. I feel like a lot of viewers are going to be able to relate. Okay. All right, Ben, first pick. Take it away. I think I think number one overall for me has to be eating a meal and talking about the next meal. Oh, so if you're eating the lunch, <laughs> talking about what you or or your group of people are going to have for dinner. That's that's, that's so number good. one overall for me. That's Dang. so good. That's a good one. One. I think so yeah. too because that's happened to me many a times where it's like, man, that meal was really good. So what do we feel for dinner, guys? It's yeah. like, oh god, Facts. really? Or like, or like, or like, you have a really good dinner, and it's like, so tomorrow we should hit this place. It's like, oh. or it's not even that. It's also like you're at a ball game and you're in the middle of eating a hot dog, and you're like, we going to cookout after this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, you're at East Coast Wings, and then we go play basketball, and then it's. We're going to cookout tonight, right, guys? While we're yeah. eating East Coast wings, it's like, oh god! All right, Connor. Or wait, it's me. I'm two. I'm two. Shoot, you're not All part. Right. Let me go here. Oh man, I got a lot on my board. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buying clothes in the size below, saying you'll lose weight to fit in it. You're like, that's a good one. You know, you're that's in fast. reality you're an XL or a double XL and you buy a large, you're like, dude, by August this thing will fit perfectly. Like I'll totally lose weight. Like I already got the gym membership and everything. And then on the car ride home after buying said shirt, you're getting McDonald's. So I'm gonna go that that's gonna be a hard one to put on the graphic, but yeah, I'm gonna go buying clothes in a smaller size, saying you'll lose weight to fit in it. I like that one. That's a good one. Um yeah. all right. My first pick best fat guy feeling when someone else goes for seconds first so you don't have to be the first one to do it and you can just follow them up there i think that's a great one very underrated i think that i think that is a good one that's my first pick go to the next one you're back to back we're we're snaking next pick for me (laughs) when your girlfriend or significant other wife whatever you want to say doesn't finish their food and you're still hungry and you get the rest of it i think that's a top I had that. Feeling. I had that one written down. Significant others leftovers. I mean, it's amazing. And the thing about this is, my girlfriend's vegetarian. I don't care. I'll eat the veggie burger. <laughs> I don't care. Like if I'm that hungry, I'll just put it down no matter what. So, mm. yeah, that's that's a good one because you finish your meal and then you're like, "Are you gonna eat those fries?" And you're like, yeah. and they're like, no. And then you it's just like, start picking at cold fries. <laughs> yeah, you you eat your food like so much faster than them, and it's like you just like eyeing them. It's like, all right. How many of those are going to be left when this is all said and done? <laughs> I think I had that one written down. Uh, for my next one, I have so many. I have so many. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, mm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go butt cracks. I think butt, ca- butt cracks are a fat guy move. <laughs> I think if you have – anytime you see a butt crack, it's not from a skinny person. It's always from a fat guy. I think that's fair. I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> all That's right, a great perfect. one. All right, Ben, back to back. It's. I don't think this is fully related to my first one, uh, but when you were going to school, when you were in like middle school, high school, and hitting the quote-unquote after-school snack, which is really just like dinner part one. 
That is true. Because like an after school snack could be like a McDouble and a large fry and a large sweet tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're having whatever your mom cooks at like seven. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna so go true. with that. Okay. Um I'm also gonna go with athletic shorts and sweatpants. Just adamantly like you have a few bad weeks of eating and you're just avoiding anything that has buttons and zippers. Yep. Just because you, you can't even you can't eat, like mentally and physically you can't take it. So you're just like sweatpants. Yeah, and originally this was going to be three picks, three rounds. We're going four because I I, yeah, I just that's have, fine. I have too many. I have okay. too many. We have to keep going. I love that one though. The because and then also you know as a huskier fella, summer's brutal. Summer's brutal. That's why I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now because you know you can't you know you're like oh yeah that shirt fit in January and then all of a sudden. You know, bad winter, March Madness, Super Bowl, you put on a little LBs, and then all of a sudden this shirt feels a little tighter and those man titties are poking out a little bit. Uh, I like, I love that one. Okay, next pick. Third pick, I'm going to go... <clears throat> I'm deciding between two. I'm going to go or- ordering an ordering only in large so you only order large you never you never get the regular combo you're like and can i make that a large yep or can i, I uh, can i bow size that you can i bow size that can i get the huge <laughs> drink can i yeah. can i get the 44 ounce and for the graphic i already have it in my eyes it's going to be the paunch burger thing from parks and rec that giant <laughs> cup like a perfect example child size yeah it's exactly the size of a child yeah all right, Connor. Oh, close right, us yeah. out. Close, this, close this round. This no, round, yeah. then we'll go back. Yeah. So my third pick is going to be apologizing in advance on an airplane for touching the person next to you because you're too <laughs> close to them. <laughs> That's so good. When you when you sit down, you're like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm a little big for these seats. Can we put the armrest up?" It's like, "Yeah, my left <laughs> leg's going to be in the aisle the whole flight. Sorry, flight attendant, you're going to bump into me a couple of times. You know, it's just <laughs> oh, when that cart comes by and nails your foot." Oh my god, yeah, because you're like trying to rest a little bit and your foot's out in the aisle and then all of a sudden it's just bang. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> that's also but sneaky sneaky just tall guy. Oh yeah, and see I feel that too, True. being a little bit taller, but that can also be fat guy. You know, I'm a little bit Def- wider. I definitely my, fat guy. I wanna put my arms out, I wanna extend a little bit, so I just apologize in advance. I don't know. Um, okay. Next all right, let's start the let's start the fourth round off. This is pretty specific. Uh being from North Carolina and all everybody's listening from the south will get this one. Best feeling in the world, sitting down with a, not four, five-piece Supremes box from Bojangles at 12.58 p.m. on an October NFL Sunday. I think that is one of the best feelings in the world. You're sitting down, large fry, of course, large sweet tea, full slate of NFL red zone about to hit. That is like top five feelings for me. So I'm going with that. So on the graphic, it's just going to say Bojangles. It's going to say Bojangles on NFL Sunday. How about that? Okay. Or okay. Bojangles NFL Red Zone combo. I think that's an elite duo. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Duo. I can I can work with that. Um. Okay. Looking at my draft right now. Uh, I'll close it out. I'm going to say uh, diet starts tomorrow. Anytime you say diet starts tomorrow, ultimate fat guy move. No, it never happens. Or when you're planning your no. diet starting while you're eating like you know like a McDonald's meal or a Chick Fil A meal, and you're like, you know what? After this, that's it. 
<laughs> yeah, you're depressed yeah. halfway through a pizza, and you're like, "Tomorrow everything changes." And then, <laughs> and then, like, and it's like three a.m. You're like, "I got this." You know, we're, we're gonna work out tomorrow. We're gonna, I'm gonna wake up at six and work out. And then it's like your alarm goes off, and you're like, "Dude, f that." That was last. Night. <laughs> and you change it's it tomorrow. to ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Um, all right, all right. Close this out. Last pick, Mister Irrelevant. I'm gonna go with. Going and buying groceries and then not eating them because you just eat out all week. Oh, perfect. My favorite move is going to Aldi and getting groceries, and there's a Chick-fil-A right beside it. And I'm like, And then go, yes. Yeah, I bought all these groceries, but what's one more meal? Let me just I wanted I was debating between that, but I think we can merge those together, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh we'll do an honorable mention real quick. That's a phenomenal pick though. Phenomenal. I want- when, when you buy the fruits and vegetables and you start seeing the bananas go brown, and you're like, ah, and you haven't I was had gonna one. Eat them. <laughs> yeah, you have the bundle of four bananas, and you're like, I didn't eat one. <laughs> like, how long has that lettuce been in that drawer? Yeah, it's probably not good anymore. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. I got right, a couple um, honorable mentions too. Everybody want to recap recap their draft board real quick? Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's fine. Okay, Connor, go ahead first. All right, um, my number one pick was when someone goes for seconds, okay. you can just follow them up there. You don't have to be the awkward one going first. My second pick was the girlfriend, significant other, not finishing their food, so you get the leftovers. You're always eyeing it like a hawk. Third pick was the airplane one whenever I was like, you know, don't want to sip. I'm sorry in advance for if I touch you during this flight or legs all in the aisle. And then I rounded it out with the uh, five-piece Supreme box from Bojangles in the NFL Red Zone. Okay. Large fry, of course. Large sweet tea. Sneaky, sneaky bad pick, in my opinion. The Bojangles one? Yeah, because I think everybody enjoys Bojangles, whether you're skinny or fat. Well, yeah, but that's not the point. I'm just talking about how it makes me feel. Like It's like a, a level of like dopamine and happiness that I'm sure a normal person's like, oh, here's dinner, here's lunch. But I'm just like, oh, my God, yes. Okay, Ben, recap yours. Okay, I a lot of these I didn't write down. I just went just based off of, you know, I'm fat enough to gut, have these gut, The gut feeling. <laughs> yes, the gut feeling. So I remember three of them off the top of my mind, which is number one overall, talking about the next meal while eating a meal. Okay, now I remember the fourth. Uh, then having an after-school snack, which is basically a first dinner, and then having a second dinner. Uh, so basically, the you know, pounding the two dinners. Um, wearing sweatpants or athletic shorts uh, because you can't fit into something that buttons like khakis or jeans or something like that. And then buying groceries, healthy groceries specifically that you don't eat and you just eat out, including going out to eat right after buying groceries before you even taking them home. Yep. Yep. Perfect. That's perfect. All right. Uh, my number one pick was buying clothes in a smaller size saying you'll fit into it. So you'll say you're an XL, you buy the large and you're never fitting into the large. That's never <laughs> happening. You're going to end up donating that shirt or giving it away. Uh, and then my next one was butt cracks. <laughs> Plain old butt cracks. Is a, having a butt crack is just a fat guy move for sure. And then, oh, what was my third pick? I'm already forgetting it. What was it? Oh, only ordering in large. I'm I don't oh, I'm mm-hmm. regretting that pick a little bit, but you only order, you both size it, you get the bigger size. And then the fourth pick I had was why am I blinking here? What did I Oh, diet starts tomorrow. Yeah. That's a good diet one. Diet starts tomorrow. Uh any honorable mentions? Yeah, I have two. I want to sign a couple undrafted free agents here for the squad. So the yep. first one 
Snacking while Thanksgiving meal is being cooked. So it's almost like you're having two meals. I think just meandering around whenever, whenever a certain dish is ready, go right in. But before okay. dinner served. That's an honorable like mention. Didn't think it was good enough to make the cut. This one I just thought of that I love. When you convince yourself by yourself to buy a large pizza and spend the extra money because you'll get two meals out of it. And then you eat most of it in one sitting and you don't have enough left for <laughs> oh, a second that's, meal. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's, that's a tough one off the board. That's a Miami heat undrafted free agent right there. I think that's pretty strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah ben, any honorable mentions? Um, what about because you're going on a diet soon, you have to finish all the junk food. Uh, oh, and the, the last hurrah meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I can't have these Cheez-Its around tomorrow because I start my diet tomorrow, so I'm going to eat all of them today. <laughs> yeah, um, also, the ordering, uh, like, the dinner, I, me and Carter specifically have a friend who does this, who orders the drink and the ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. like, getting, getting like, psycho. a Coke. That's, like, getting psychopathic Getting a Coke and then, behavior. like, an Oreo McFlurry. It is, it is psychopathic. <laughs> Yeah, that's also great... fat though. One one that I don't personally do, but I'm sure there are people out there that do it, is <laughs> getting food from one place and then getting like a drink or a side item from another place. Like oh, 100 like percent. I've done places, it. like two yep, different I've places done for one meal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've done it. You know, it's the you know, uh, uh, the soda shops here in Utah. I've gotten a swig, and then I'm like. <laughs> get a couple mcdoubles so you know we gotta (laughs) you know you have to have everything um other ones i had uh searching for more fries in the bag you know you're like where did all the fries go and you're like (laughs) scrounging around you're like there's gotta be more in the bag that's good Uh, another one i had was uh seat belt extenders i think it's a really fat guy move oh 100 percent. yeah that's a wake-up call that would be a big wake-up call is getting the seat belt extenders uh, Taco Bell nacho cheese sauce, I just feel like is a fat guy thing. Oh, because you're finishing that, whether or not you have any food left to dip in it, that's for sure. Yeah, or if you yeah. do the sneaky, like, yeah, lick, like, lick a little uh, bit, you're like, oh, anything in here? I don't have any more of these stale tortilla chips they give you. Just, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> slurping your drink at the, like, slurping the end of your drink and hoping there's more in it. Like, that's all the milkshake I have? Or taking the lid off and then dumping the rest in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, I also wrote doing a fat guy move draft is kind of a fat guy move. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What it about rubbing, rubbing your rubbing your stomach? Like maybe pulling up your shirt a little bit, laying there and just rubbing so your what stomach I, a little bit. A fat guy move that I, you know, I've learned over the years: the pillow, sit down on the couch, pillow on the stomach. Oh yeah. The, the oh, I know. Stay, saves. Carter, what about uh, this? Is a good fat guy move. Whenever you're like this to your shirt to make sure uh, nothing shows. Through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, it doesn't stick to a roll. Yeah. <laughs> or you like straighten it out from the bottom. You're like, all right, let's get this straight here. Uh, and the last one I had was uh, being the first one to order soda at a restaurant. It's a brutal move. It's a fat guy move. That's good, but it, it yep. might inspire other people to do it as well. But then exactly. if everybody else, if everybody else gets water though, then you look like an idiot. Because you also, you know, you're also like that guy's the goat. Like I love that guy because mm-hmm. then I know it's water, 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 and you're like Coke. And how about like, order? How about ordering <laughs> your own cheese dip at a Mexican restaurant and not sharing it? That's a pretty good one. I think that's just smart. That's good. That what about smart. what about the what about the Hey, like the waiter or waitress being like, can I get you guys anything else? And you just look around the table. 
just to see, just to <laughs> so see if got, anyone else will say it. So you have permission to do it. So you got, you got to save room from dessert. Well, some of us did. Some of us have some room left. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just perfect. look. That's perfect. Uh, you know, bottomless appetizers always a fat guy move. It's <laughs> a great. CC's one. pizza could have been drafted. See, just CC's that 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 should have been drafted actually. <laughs> CC's pizza. Uh, Golden Corral, Golden Corral. There is not a there is not a soul from Golden Corral under oh, two hundred pounds. No, <laughs> that's great. I mean the amount of the amount of butt cracks you see at Golden Corral bending over for the chocolate fondue fountain. <laughs> that's like a that's like a dual threat right there. Butt cracks and Golden Corral. Oh, oh, it's better than Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson, I guess. Who knows? But all right, anything else? I think that was pretty successful. I gotta say, I enjoyed that. <laughs> That's gonna be so yeah, good. I enjoyed that as well. That was great. That's gonna be amazing. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, rate review. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Cartercast.com. Great website. Check it out. Blogs are coming back, Connor. I need you to start writing player prop bo- blogs. Maybe that's how we get you out of the mud. Is that you start writing oh. these blogs again, and then you start winning bets? Because otherwise, uh, there might need to be a second mortgage out on the house. I need to be held accountable for what I've been doing in these NBA playoffs. I gotta say, and I it's probably a, same here with my tennis plays. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, we almost had one today. Too bad Alcaraz is uh, literally Jesus on a tennis court. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to go check out BNT Talk Sports. It's on po- it's on pod- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get it. What's the Twitter handle? Where can people follow you on Twitter? That's a good question. I would just follow. Uh, you can follow me at BDHammond28. We don't have the official Twitter account going up. That's saying that we'll get back. And then also Tyler underscore Gregory11. That's my roommate, best friend, co-host as well. So shout out. He'll be on. He'll be on the show eventually soon. But yeah. he didn't fit the criteria of today's show. Yeah, I agree. I I was wondering. I was like, oh, awesome. Like, what are we going to talk about? And then it was like that guy moves, and I was like. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's like when, I see when you get vision. an invite to that when you get an invite to that kind of podcast, it's like, well, thanks. Actually, that's but. that's a fat guy move. That's a fat guy yeah. move being invited to a podcast <laughs> about fat guy moves. Oh, Carter said, "We're gonna do fat guy minute. Let's see who the list of people to invite." Nah, that's a fat guy move. Oh, also wearing it, dressing like Andy Reid as well. Yeah, Carter oh, yeah. told me oh, today. Yeah. I, he said, "He said like I look like I look like Andy Reid," and if you have to say that, that's a just Andy Reid. That's just a fat guy move. Anything he does. Oh yeah, I'm I'm always 100 percent of the time double cheeseburger. Who gets the regular cheeseburger? It's always double. Yeah, absolutely. Big facts. Um, but anyhow, thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe to everything, and uh, we'll be back next week. Finals. We might. When does the finals end? Who knows? Every it's like four days off in between games. Yeah, you get at least three between every game. So it'll be another week and a half, I think. All right, we'll be back next week. Hopefully uh, hopefully we still have basketball. If not, we're getting into NBA drafts and football season. Adam Stanko coming on soon. Super excited about that. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.